Well, a happy post-WrestleMania 34 to everyone. I think it might actually still be going on. That was seven-plus hours well spent by people other than me. I am Will Tubbs, joined, as always, by my good, dear, and longtime friend Aaron Corville for another episode of the Exennial Marks podcast, and it is the week after WrestleMania. So, of course, like any good wrestling podcast, we will bring you the pop culture, we'll bring you the fun, but we'll also bring you a lengthy review of all things WrestleMania and Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live after WrestleMania. That's pretty much the plan for this entire show. So with no further ado, let me bring on to the line my dear and longtime friend, Aaron Corville. Aaron, how are you doing this week, buddy? Uh, Busy, but I'm all right, man. How you doing? Same. Doing quite well. I'm uh, just easing on through another semester of uh, faculty bliss. What can I say? It's. Uh, I, I will say this. Have you a little bit of wrestling in the in the news that is not WWE WrestleMania related? I have seen previews of the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. Have you had a chance to watch that yet? No, I don't have HBO. Um, I would love to see it. It looks really good. It doesn't have the. Uh, it's not like it's got uh, WWE's fingerprints from their. You know production team all over it looks like it's going to be uh you know a legit documentary yeah they... uh in the I, 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 now i did see an interview that the guy did the guy who made the documentary mm-hmm. uh he did an interview on colin coward's show and it was a pretty good interview it was pretty interesting it made me really want to watch the uh the documentary yeah, I got. I heard the same interview you did. I was driving in my truck. I might have been at lunch or something along those lines, and I I was listening to that when it was live. And I thought, it seems to me like the guy. And I apologize for not knowing his name. The documentarian was trying to get all the BS out of the Andre the Giant story, all the mythology out of it, and really get down to the Andre the Giant, the man, and the reality. Yeah, and uh, I think they really wanted to delve into like his health issues, yeah. um, especially later on in his life. Uh, and and I think they delve into how the wrestling business was in the seventies and eighties when he came uh, when he came to America. That'd be awesome. Yeah, all I've seen is the the trailer, and I saw some official scenes that HBO released that kind of just showed two minute clips of the different parts of the documentary, and they. I mean, they interviewed a lot of people. I saw Vince McMahon on there, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, uh, a couple people who I didn't recognize by face, but I'm sure they were important. I think Rob Reiner is on there, Carrie Elwes, yep. or Yules, I don't know how he says his last name, uh, from The Princess Bride, lots of different people that they talked to. It, they all seem to really like Andre the Giant. The person I liked hearing the most from, at least in the clips, was actually Hulk Hogan because he, he was telling some great stories that just... Like, wow, this is impressive. You know, Andre the Giant, not as how strong he was, but of how in charge he was in a locker room. Well, nobody was going to mess with Andre. No, I wouldn't imagine. For lots of I guess reasons. Andre the Giant, basically for maybe those who, who don't know or are young, Andre the Giant held the position that basically the Undertaker held in the locker room for uh, many years before Undertaker was a... Uh, was a member in, of WWF. Right. Well, that's exa- exactly right. That's kind of funny if you think about it. As Andre was getting older was when Undertaker came in because they 
cross paths only so briefly in like 91 before, you know, Andre sadly passed away. Yes. But Andre died in 93. I think so. Yeah. And, and in fact, I know so. Oh man. Well, anyway, I've I, I got to see that. I, I saw those previews and I thought, thought of you, man, I had to ask if you'd seen it yet or if you planned on watching it. I haven't still haven't seen the Ric Flair documentary, but I'm excited to see it. But that's the Ric Flair one. documentary is amazing. Is it really? I need to find a way to really watch good. it. It's one of the better thirty for thirties, and I like thirty for thirty, but it's and it's one of the better ones I've seen. To me, it's up there with the. Uh, you remember the SMU documentary? That's probably my favorite one they've done. To, to me, it's up there with that one. Oh wow! I'll tell you the one. I, my favorite ones are were the SMU documentary and the one broke where it talked about how guys lost their money. That was a really good one too. It was because it was like I, I think for people like normal folks like you and I who don't have millions and millions of dollars, say, like, "How in the hell did you lose that many? How much money you lost? How'd you go from a multi-millionaire to broke?" Broke. That's incredible. Yep, folks, if you haven't seen that, get a rent it or look at it or whatever. So, but you're not here for documentary reviews, but with Aaron and Will, you're here for Exennial Marks podcast with Aaron and Will. So we're here to talk professional wrestling and. Long-time listeners of the show will know that I had boycotted WrestleMania this year on principle because I didn't want to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in the main event. And I, while I know who won matches, still I have not seen anything from WrestleMania. I don't know the what stories were told or anything along those lines. So Aaron is going to, by way of reviewing WrestleMania, I'm going to walk us through the card and who won. Aaron's going to explain exactly what happened and how they got to that that point of who won and then I will give my feedback based on Aaron's feedback and we will cobble together a cohesive review. So, and at the end I will decide if I am happy or sad that I didn't watch. So uh, the one thing I do know, Aaron was, it was a long, long card. Did you sit through the whole thing? For the most part, uh, I, I, I think I, uh, I came in after, just after the uh, women's battle Royal had started. Uh, um, it was long, but it did not feel as long as last year's WrestleMania. Oh, okay. I didn't feel like I. I didn't feel like I. I needed to take uh, a week off from work to recover from WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Right. Well, so you missed. Apparently, you missed the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and then you missed the tournament oh, final for the. I missed a little bit of the women's battle royal. Okay. But so anyway, we'll start with the dark matches then where Matt Hardy or the pre-show matches rather Matt Hardy won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, speaking of Andre the Giant. And he and Bray Wyatt are now a tag team or a, a pair anyhow. I, I didn't Yeah, see I'm glad they used that to uh, advance a story. I kind of wanted to see them tag anyway. I think this is good for both of them. Yeah. Because they were kind of just floundering floundering around. The Battle Royal itself I, I wanted to call it the Battle Royal of the Future Endeavored. Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> it was a lot of guys. Like, I didn't even, like, there was a lot of guys. I was like, he's still there? Wait, he's still here? You know? <laughs> well, it was kind of interesting. Uh, but I it, was, it was okay. Dolph Ziggler, you know, did the whole Shawn Michaels, I'm going to hang out of the ring and almost get eliminated thing like three, four, five times. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a little old. Right. Uh you know, when Dolph Ziggler's on, Dolph Ziggler's on. But sometimes he he he's not a he's great value, Shawn Michaels. And <laughs> well, at least somebody 
who people at least a little bit care about won the thing this year and Matt Hardy and it's almost become the grenade someone has to jump on, you know. <laughs> you know nothing good comes out of winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but somebody's still got to win the thing. So I liken this to when Big Show won it, where it's like, yeah, not the most exciting winner, but it, it's somebody who can withstand the storm that comes after when you nothing Well, happens. and it, it seems like they're actually going to do something with this angle. They have a tag team now. Well, at least like something they came out of it. Yeah. At least do something with them. And I did see on Raw where Jeff Hardy is kind of going his own own way now. So, yes. So they're not. I can see. Curious where that goes. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But uh, the second match was Cedric Alexander winning, and you predicted that by the way, uh, the cruiserweight championship. Yeah, one of the only things I got right all night, by the way. Oh, really? Was a very, <laughs> uh, a very, uh, not one of my better percentage nights for predictions but uh i think a lot of people got a lot of stuff wrong but uh, the cedric and alexander mustafa ali match it was fine it was your typical um it was it was your typical 205 live kind of a thing 205 live match uh not my style i usually like i usually like uh i usually like uh pro wrestling matches that look like an actual fight but the guys are really athletic and really talented. Uh, that whole Spanish fly move, I'm not, uh, I'm not keen on. It looks amazing, but at the same time, it looks really, really choreographed, like they're doing the move together. Yeah, there's no way you can pull that off. I can't. I'm, I'm much bigger than Aaron. If you ever see us standing next to him, I couldn't grab Aaron and do that if he didn't want to do it with me. Yeah. Not that I would want to do that to Aaron, right. but you get the point. So yeah. Uh, next match was, um, the, but it was. Yeah. It was it, I'm not going to say it was a bad match. It wasn't, and the guys looked like they were really happy to be there and nervous and and uh, wanted to wanted to really impress the audience. But good for Cedric Alexander. Yeah, and, and Rockstar Spud comes in and does what a really good GM does. Hand Cedric the belt, hugs him, and shuts the fuck up. He's the perfect general manager. Awesome job. Yep. Yep. That was nice. Okay. The third and final pre-show match was Naomi winning the women's battle royal trophy, last eliminating Bailey, and uh, that one I think came way out of left field for everyone. When I read it, I thought, well, that's that's two WrestleMania wins in a row for Naomi. But good for yeah. her. I'm not complaining. It's just. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I didn't either. But I, I did see uh, the 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 coming feud between Bailey and Sasha, and good for good for Bailey's character. I think she needed it. Um, even though she she was eliminated after that, I don't I don't. It just didn't really matter. This battle royal was just it, it was it was nice to see a few people on the car. But uh, sometimes it's like you know, not everybody can get a trophy, man. Not everybody needs to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, and particularly when you have that many employees at once with so many different shows, it's hard. It's hard to, and, and you shouldn't try to get everyone on the show. Yeah, I, I mean, there was a whole lot of there's a whole lot of people that you hadn't seen in a long time, but in both battle royals, but like uh, they're at WrestleMania. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, let's take it to the actual show, and uh, this was one. 
uh, opening match was, I thought, a good choice for opening matches. I didn't see the match, but in terms of what I would have expected to be a good opening match, Seth Rollins versus The Miz versus Finn Balor ends with Seth Rollins as your new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, I thought the match was really good. Oh, by the way, I, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, we forgot to mention it, but uh, it, it, during the show, John Cena's in the stands looking like a fucking idiot. I didn't see that. you got to uh, explain this to me. Yeah, he's in the stands like he bought a ticket. But we'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll get to that I'm here already, in a second. No, the match, triple the threat match was, was good. <laughs> I don't understand why you would want the Miz to be a heel and then mention that he just had a baby. That seems odd. Yeah. Well, is he but, turning uh, face or something, or is it just uh, they just don't care anymore about that? Who knows? I don't know. How, I don't know what they're trying to do now. Sometimes, but uh, I was really kind of hoping Balor would win. But I didn't. I didn't hate that that Rollins got him. Got him the Intercontinental Championship. He is the newest Grand Slam winner mm-hmm. with that win. So good for him. I did see or hear someone say, one of actually somebody at school asked me if I'd watched. I said no. They said, You got to see Seth Rollins' entrance. I still haven't seen it. Is, was it just that special? Do you remember anything about his entrance being yeah, great? I missed a little bit of that entrance. Okay. Uh, I had heard something about it. I did not get to see it, though. Well, whatever. It's an entrance. I, I think sometimes, but honestly, and this makes me an old fart, I think they overdo the entrances at WrestleMania anyway, so. That's just my personal opinion. I can just I'm happy with people just, you know, walking down the aisle to music is cool. Doesn't have to be a whole, you know, dog and pony show. Uh well, basically I'm sure I um that was a fine match and I'm glad Seth Rollins won it. So I got I had no problem with any any of the three guys winning because Miz is a good heel champ and I thought I thought Finn Balor would benefit more from a belt than the other two, but it is what it is. He'll be fine as well. He's already had a belt before, so it's no big deal. Well, our next match, this is where we get into, I don't know what your opinion is, uh, what a lot of people considered controversial and was Charlotte Flair defeating Asuka to retain, rather, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, I had to marinate on this outcome for a little while. The more more I I thought about it, the less I was... uh, I, I was he, I wasn't really heated about it, but the, the more I was like, okay, this is this, this is all right. Um, number one, uh, <laughs> number one, a buddy of ours was texted me and he said, "Is is Charlotte's entrance uh, a rib on Ric Flair because she comes in uh, to Ric Flair's uh, theme music, but she's sitting on a throne carried carried by these big Spartan guys." <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Jim Hurd in WCW wanted Ric Flair to cut his hair and change his name to Spartacus. <laughs> it could have very well been some kind of really deep inside joke. <laughs> could have been. It was pretty funny. But no, the match was really good. I thought it was one of the better matches of the night. Uh, it looked it was a pro. It was it looked like a pro wrestling match. It felt like a pro wrestling match compared to say uh, Cedric versus Mustafa Ali. Um. What they did made sense. Uh, Oscar tapping out. Uh, at first, I was like, okay. Uh, as long as they, 
as long as they keep do something to keep her hot, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. As long as they do something with her, I'm fine. Uh, to keep her, you know, so she can keep her momentum. Uh, because sometimes, you know, undefeated streaks aren't always good. Right. It would be better, I guess it'd be better to get the streak over with now instead of her having the belt and then keeping this streak going. Well, in terms of people who can be believable as having beaten Asuka, I think Charlotte's your best bet. As I see the and hear your description, it's one thing that crossed my mind. Uh, I say see the result on paper and then hear you describe the match. And knowing what came later in the show, I almost wonder, uh, is this the precursor to keep Charlotte strong to build to the inevitable Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey probably at the next WrestleMania? You know, that's what I'm thinking. And, I'm, and I would not be surprised if, if Ronda Rousey wrestled uh, Asuka before getting to Charlotte. It's all quite possible. Yo, and we'll, we can get to that here at, later, too. Right. Next match of the night is the one that, at least when I read it, got me uh, hot. One of the matches that ended with me unhappy, or at least my reading it, was Jinder Mahal defeating Orton, Rude, and Rusev uh, to win the United States Championship. And I'll, I'll go ahead and lay my cards on the table, Aaron, so you can dissuade me. The reason I didn't like it, I didn't care if he won or lost, it was why did he have to pin the one hot guy in the match? Well, there's two hot guys in the match, Rude and Rusev. Why did it have to be Rusev who gets the loss as opposed to Randy Orton, uh, you know, who can get pinned as many times as he wants without any effect? So Anyway, I thought it was a crap to do that to Rusev. Or why did Jinder Mahal win it? Yeah, well, that's the biggest question. Another big, good question too, I guess. I mean, as I mean, I guess it, it's still better than Orton leaving the, with the championship, but it, it was just that formulaic multi-man match that they put on sometimes, where it turns into a big two guys take a powder on the outside, and it ends up being a uh, a one-on-one contest. Right. And then those two guys take a powder, and then we have another one-on-one contest. I, I, I'm not a fan of that kind of formula for for four-way matches like that. Yeah. Um, well, or triple threat matches or, you know, any kind of multi-person matches. It's just, it looks, uh, it looks fake as shit, you know? Well, it, describe the end to me. How did it go down? What was the ending? Like, how did they officially well, end the match? Uh, I don't remember correctly. Mahal pins Rusev, yes. And, well, it was, <laughs> it's Colossus. And pins him, and nobody, I sure as hell didn't see that coming. Mm. I was really, really, I was really hoping Rusev may get him one. I wouldn't have been upset if Rude would have got it back, but I was kind of really hoping Rusev would have got him one, but I, sh- I should have known better than that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how much stock they actually put into Rusev nowadays. I, and I still don't know, are they, I don't know if they're really over the stuff uh, with him and Lana posting that they were engaged. Well, the internet was a buzz last week before WrestleMania saying that Rusev had requested his release. Uh, well, then I should have known. Well, if that was the case, then you should have known. I should have known damn well he wouldn't get in that belt. Well, so the story went. He had requested his release many weeks ago, and as a means of keeping him on, they put him in this match and with the understanding that he was going to win it, I guess. But maybe they changed their mind or something. I don't know. But, but let you me would ask think, you though, this. they would run with this, you know, working. this Rusev Day thing. Yeah. 
just let it go. Act like they can't have more than one baby face for some reason. I don't understand that. The uh, or more than one over baby face. Let me ask you this: Did did Jinder Mahal win with the help of one of his assistant people? One of the oh yeah, guys? you know he, he created a little distraction. That gimmick's got to be done away with at some point. There's only so many times you can see a person win exactly the I mean, same I mean, way. The only other person I've seen get that much help, uh, get that much help was Hulk Hogan when he was Hollywood Hogan. No kidding. So, yeah, that match I didn't care for. I mean, I'm trying to be fair. I don't have I'm, I don't have any hatred for Jinder Mahal. Good for him. He didn't book himself to win anyway, but. Man, I don't get why Rusev doesn't get the the rocket booster treatment. I mean, he's getting himself over on his own. Just Aiden English is doing a damn good job trying to get him over. Yeah, you know, another guy. I thought they after they released Gotch, I thought Aiden was uh, not far behind him, but he has he has done very well for himself in the role he's in. For sure, for sure. Well, next match is one I'm, I'm really interested to hear your take on, which was Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey, to the surprise of no one, defeating Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, who I can only imagine, and I haven't read, had to have some over-the-top, nonsensical entrance. But that's just my guess. Well, they came out to these Mad Max-style bikes, and when I saw that, I was like, well, I know what kind of Undertaker I'm about to get tonight. <laughs> so... So, but I guess that's what you get when you're, you know, the boss. You get that entrance. I guess. Um, oh, all that aside, that match at this point in time in the year for me is the match of the year. It's one of the best pro wrestling matches I've seen in a long, long time. And I got to give a lot of credit to Stephanie. And I got to give a lot of credit to Triple H. Now, granted... I'm willing to bet they've practiced this match for the better part of a month or two. But it was laid out very well. They used old school heel tactics at the beginning of the match to get some heat. And then <clears throat> Angle gets in there. And Triple H bumps for him. Still, he still got it. Even at this, even at 48. Um... They they milk the tag, and then when Ronda finally gets in there, the place goes insane. And they <clears throat> they milk the uh, armbar. The only thing, the only critique I'll give the match is I don't think that Stephanie should have uh, blocked the armbar as many times as she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, she got in there, she threw little hands at Triple H, Triple H... Triple H looked like he was swatting away mosquitoes, but it was funny, but it was logical. All right. Um, yeah, Ronda picks him up and, <laughs> and puts, him, puts Triple H on his shoulders. Now, you know, normally, I'm not a fan of uh, of uh, female wrestlers, like intergender stuff, where they have female wrestlers like basically beat up their male com- counterpart. Right. But... But there's all, there are exceptions to the rule. China was one of them, and Ronda Rousey is one of them because she's believable. But she never actually hit a move on Triple H, so that was that was nice. Except the armbar, she did get Triple H in the armbar, and the crowd popped. 
hot for it. And then when she finally hit that arm bar on Stephanie, the crowd went insane. Stephanie tapped immediately, which I liked. That makes sense. Uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle was good, but Kurt Angle, he he looks old. He's in great shape. He's in really good shape, but he moves. Uh, he moves really. He moves like an old man. His knees, I don't think he can straighten his knees out when he walks. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. But that being said, Kurt Angle was great. Uh, he got he put Stephanie in the ankle lock, and that went in. <laughs> and the place went crazy. <laughs> but when after that match was over, I, I, I got to say, that is probably my match of the year. You could have probably ended the show with that match. Wow. But it is it is by far the best debut match for anyone I've ever seen. I gotta say this, and You're I didn't watch at- the match or any highlights of it, but I did watch a clip from Monday Night Raw, and that's the only thing I saw from Raw, as a matter of fact, which was Ronda Rousey getting Stephanie again. And I gotta say, Ronda Rousey is improving by leaps and bounds. Uh, like it looks like she's getting it now, like her. Yeah. Like she wants to be there. Like she smiles and then she beats people up and then she's serious. I'm like, hurry. She's more emotive now, than I thought she could be. Here's the challenge. She don't have two months to prepare for her next matches. What is she going to do when she doesn't have that long to prepare? How, and I'm sure they're going to protect her. Oh yeah. But let's see how she looks going forward. Here's my Let's thing, see, though. Promos need to get about her facial expressions. When she turns on that angry face, it's pretty damn believable. Well, yeah. But a lot of credit's got to be given to Triple H. Triple H still looked like a damn ring general in there. Uh, he is. I'll give him that. The thing about Ronda Rousey, and I'm sure this is across Vince McMahon's mind, I don't think they'd be smart to use her as more as an attraction than like a touring wrestler. You know, you could be right, and I, and I think you could be right. Give her uh, a version of the Brock Lesnar treatment. I'll say this, by the way, and this crossed my mind: they're doing with Ronda Rousey what they should have done with Brock Lesnar from the beginning, which is just book him as a monster babyface because no one wants to actually boo Brock Lesnar because he's the most believable bad sob in professional wrestling because he is a bad sob in professional wrestling. And Ronda Rousey is, that's why it's believable for her to attack the men. I've seen her train with men. She can throw men around with no trouble. So yeah. no one wants to boo that. That's what people want to cheer, you know? So, you know, I'm wondering if they are going to do that, but she says she did sign a full-time contract huh. with the company. So well, we'll I'll, see. I'll see in the language of it, it. That could mean a lot of different things. It might just be a... A writer a in there theory. saying that she can't go fight for UFC or whoever else. She has to be exclusive to WWE. But if they're smart, I would just leave her. You know, big shows. I don't think she ain't going to be having matches on. I don't think she's going to be having matches on a weekly basis. At least not yet. All right. Well, take your time. Let her be big, big time. Let her be the big matches. Let but you know, uh, the build up to the match, I had my my concerns about how over she would be going in. But she got a really big pop. Uh, a, a really, uh, She got a good pop when she came out, and they started cheering her name uh, immediately after she got in the ring. So they, they got something here. 
Well, that's awesome. And they have, she's benefiting a lot, by the way, by, it's funny how the groundwork was laid before she ever got there by them having so many actual women who can wrestle. Yes, and get her over. Right. And it's fine to throw those to, let them be Ronda Rousey's partners for getting Ronda Rousey over, because if she, they'll make money with her, you know? (laughs) They make a lot of money with her. So... I mean, this could probably, I mean, she can main event pay-per-views. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, let's get into the next match. Uh, I mean, you called this one, you saw it coming, which was the Bludgeon Brothers just waylaying the Usos and the New Day to become tag team champions of SmackDown. Yeah, this was a good, I think this was a good call to go with this match after, uh, after, the Rousey match. Um, some people were disappointed in it. I wasn't. I think it, it was what it had to be. And it furthers the storyline of these these smaller tag teams chasing these monster heels. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I didn't mind. It was it was, it was more or less a glorified squash in a way. I mean, there was uh, there was some offense by the New Day and the Usos, but not not a tremendous amount. If it wasn't, it didn't need to be twenty minutes. It was what exa- exactly what it should have been. Anyway, moving on to something that changing gears to something that made absolutely no sense to me. I don't know why anybody wanted the match. I certainly didn't, but it happened, and it apparently didn't take very long to be over. And that was John Cena losing to the Undertaker in what I think was an actual squash match. Right. So this off this starts with Cena being in the stands. Now Oscar is getting up there congratulating. Charlotte and Oscar's in the middle of the ring and the referee comes down and talks to Cena. Cena jumps the damn guardrail and goes in the back to change into his gear. <laughs> like it's well, almost out. like you didn't have to sit in the stands. Well, it's the stupidest fucking storyline the whole night. Well, first of all, I didn't know was John, John Cena being in the stands. Let me let me go through the logic here and I'm, this is blowing my mind. I had not heard this. Okay, first first of all, Anyone would think John Cena would, would be required to purchase a ticket. One, two, that anyone would think that John Cena would show up. He doesn't wear ring ring gear. He just wears shorts and a t-shirt. I mean, wouldn't he just be wearing that in the stands anyway? You yeah, know. he basically just changed clothes. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so he, he humps the girl rail and just sprints back. And okay, so if following the logic, if John Cena was just not welcome at WrestleMania which is what he's been telling us because he couldn't get on the card. And, you know, Vince McMahon said, nope, sorry, you got to buy your own ticket, all that. And then he jumps the railing and storms to the back. Did they send security out to get him or something? I mean, if he's not welcome, he should have been told him that. Oh, referee came out and told him. Okay. That, hey, maybe there's a match here. So he just jumps to Garo. Apparently he's allowed back. Well, why would you have to pay to go to work? (laughs) Yeah, none of that makes sense to me. That's silly. So... So he comes out, and the lights go out, and in an in a, in a awesome bout of trolling or a swerve, Elias comes out. Oh, poor Elias. And says, bet you thought you were as best as somebody else. I laughed my ass off. Um, this is, I was like, this is great. You know, so he sits there. He's about to give a concert. Cena gets in and basically kicks the shit out of him, and <clears throat> he waits. So the lights go, he, he's leaving, the lights go out again, lights, 
the purple shows in the ring, and there is the gloves and the hat and the trench coat. Mm. A terrible CGI bolt of lightning <laughs> just strikes, and the outfit disappears. The Undertaker appears on the ramp. The entrance is still great. And he has an old-school Raw squash match against Cena. Okay. That and makes... pins him in, I think it was 245. That definitely is an old-school Raw smack, uh, squash match. Um, yeah, you, you know, you had all your classic moves that Taker had. I mean, Taker took one bump, and that was just to basically sit up. Yeah, you got to have Cena's to sit up. Five shuffles, Taker sits up. Cena, Cena acts like he just saw a damn ghost. And, you know, big-ass choke slam later. It was a really big choke slam, too. And a, one tombstone. One. That's it. One, two, three, over. So that was that was nice. It was exactly what it should have been. You, you don't have to live with the bitter taste of seeing The Undertaker uh, have that awful match against Roman Reigns and thinking, damn, that's not the way you want to go out. So, I'm not. I think everybody in the Superdome was happy. The only thing is, he did miss that big boot by a lot. It looked bad. Um, but I was like, okay, this is this will work. I mean, Undertaker looked good for three minutes. I mean, you probably can look good in three minutes. But I think the days of Taker going twenty five thirty, nah. I don't think you're gonna see that anymore. Well, which is fine. I'm I'm totally cool with that. I gotta say this: what scares me, and I'm, I agree with you. By the way, if you're gonna have this match, you gotta let Undertaker win it. it. Makes no sense not to. I still don't understand what is accomplished by any of this, other than, like you say, letting. And maybe that was the whole point of this: was to let Undertaker go out with a better, and the fans of the Undertaker go out with a better taste in their mouth. But even as you said maybe that, it, it occurred to me. That. Well, it scares Some me people, that this is they're going to make him come back and Undertaker come back and return the favor. Yeah. Yeah, and have a rematch at 35 in New York. And then have Cena and him, and then that's going to be even worse. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The only way you can make that, if they do something like a retirement match or something, then maybe. Maybe. But, but I don't know. <laughs> It'd be sad to see Undertaker get squashed in three and a half minutes or something next to WrestleMania. No, I don't think it would be. I think it would be like a 10 or 12 minute match. Yeah. Um, maybe 15. Well, like but I say, that's. I don't want to think about that right now, actually. Yeah, that's true. They could always come up with something else. I'm just saying, I'm just happy seeing Taker get back and for at least two and a half, three minutes look good. Doesn't have the height on that leg drop he used to. Well, well he's got an artificial hip, so. You might say that he's, he's a little bit longer in the tooth than he used to be as well. well if, 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 you, if y'all out there were not fortunate enough to see Taker when he was in his prime, he got some height on that leg drop and that flying clothesline. Yeah, he really did. So. Well, good for Taker to come back. Like I said, I'm... I still stand by my original assessment. This this should not even happen. They could have seen it work something else or whatever. I don't know, man. I still even knowing that Taker won, I'm like, yeah, I, I know it what makes you're saying. I'm just happy. I'm just happy that was the best possible outcome for this 
this whole yeah. thing. If you're going to have it, this is what you want to have. But see, now it makes me go all the way back in my brain again. Why did I have to see my childhood crushed last year <laughs> to the tune of Goldberg doing the job and Undertaker doing the job in the same like matter of minutes? You know, <laughs> it's like the most depressing WrestleMania I'd ever witnessed. But uh, anyway, but so, well, they know more than I do, apparently. We'll move on. The uh, 10th match of the night of WrestleMania, which was getting pretty long by that point, I am sure, was Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon defeating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This could not have made me happier to read that result. Uh, And this would have been the one match I would have been most excited to see, but I don't know how it shook out. So please do tell me about the Bryan McMahon match. Well, Shane's flying around all over the place, taking bumps. I'm pretty sure that that hernia is not a hernia. Not if he's flying around taking I mean, bumps. Uh, Daniel Bryan gets here, and he's automatically the most over guy in the company. Uh, and it's not even close. <laughs> um, man, it, it kind of makes me want to see. And it's, I don't know if it's going to happen. I doubt it's going to happen. But I think they could do something with Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar if they wanted to. Probably. But... Uh, no, it was great to see Daniel again. He was loudly cheered. They, um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did a good job, and they got the win. I was surprised that uh, I was surprised that they lost, but hey, I wasn't sad. Well, I was a little bit shocked that that they lost too, but I was I was happy that it came out the way it did because. If the only reason they were going to let Owens and Zayn win was because, well, logically, we they, they can't lose, we'd have to fire them. It's like, well, don't start bringing logic into this now, man. Y'all haven't done it yet. Don't don't break your streak. You know? Then again, though, I didn't think about, like, I think they're doing a draft or a shakeup or something next week. So I was like, it makes sense. You'll probably see them both back on Raw. Then that'll be fine. They've pretty much done all they can do on SmackDown. You know, pretty something much. else you can, can uh, they, I hope they consider is, if now Daniel Bryan is back, they need to move the Miz over to SmackDown with Daniel Bryan so they can finish all the heat that the Miz got years ago on Daniel Bryan. Now it can come to its conclusion. It could. I hope. Now I'm curious to see, you know, we talked about Rousey, whether or not she's going to be full-time. Is, yeah, I know with this whole, all this concussion stuff, I wonder if Daniel Bryan is going to be full-time or semi-full-time. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to be part-time like Lesnar no well, no one but else how, what is his schedule going to be like is what I'm curious to find yeah they could just so. use him for big shows and stuff that's what I would do well tell me this what was his because wrestling style like once he got in the match it was fine I mean it was pretty much what you got out of a Daniel Bryan match minus uh minus the big headbutt which we don't need to see anymore uh, that's precisely right well my favorite wrestler is back and he got to tag up with someone to get a win I'm sure the he might be sorely happy. needed, Will, because uh, after, after this whole Roman Reigns fiasco, they sorely need a big-time babyface. Yeah, well, they exactly. Well, that's what ticks me off the most about the whole last several years is we got to get Roman Reigns to be the main babyface. Well, you've got – look, the fans have already picked their favorite person. You may as well get get on board with it because it's not You might change. have three soon now. you got – Daniel Bryan, you got Ronda Rousey, and to me, you got, but we'll get into this too later, but Strowman, I think, could be a big time babyface for him. Yeah. They could have had four because they had Rousey And maybe eventually, maybe, 
if 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 he if he does his job right and they treat him well, Elias probably's got a lot of money in him. Either as a big time face or a big time heel. Right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute too. So, uh, well, not Elias. I'm with you. He can. I think he's money no matter what they do with him. So yeah, whatever. Keep doing whatever they're doing. Eleventh uh, match of the night was the one I saw. I think everyone saw coming from 30 miles down the road, but happy nonetheless. Nia Jax defeats Alexa Bliss with Mickey James. Yep. <laughs> Nia comes out, squashes the living shit out of uh, Mickey James, does a Samoan drop on the floor that looked nasty, by the way. Mickey James is tough, man. Yeah. Yep. God bless her for that. Well, that takes Mickey James out of the equation. Uh, a little bit longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, I was surprised that Alexa Bliss got as much offense in as she did. But uh, Nia wins with the uh, old Scott Steiner Samoan drop from the middle rope. Wow. And it, it looked nasty. <laughs> it, it looked brutal. Um, but I was happy for her. I think it was the right outcome. Hmm. Yeah, I, I prefer... Personally, I like Nia Jax when she's a, a monster, like a monster baby face, just a, an ass kicker. But, but this is the direction they're going, and I hope, I hope that her character can sustain it. I hope so, too. I mean, it's the right decision. If you're going to well, it would have been, if, if I'm going to come out and say this, if in WrestleMania, whatever, if they're going to, if, if I'm going to crap on them for not letting Booker T win whenever he was treated with such disrespect against Triple H, then I got to applaud whenever they treat her, Nia Jax, with such disrespect, and she does get a win, so maybe they've learned their lesson a decade and a half later. But, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad, and I'm in a way I'm glad to hear you say that Alexa Bliss got some offense in because she is a good champ. She's a good heel champion. She's yep. a good chicken shit heel, in my opinion. Yeah, so. yeah. And they let and her kind of, get something. kind of heel she needs to be because she's all of five foot three, I think. And she looks pretty, pretty wee. So, yeah. Well, good for Nia Jackson. Fat shaming was defeated, and we're happy for that. As a as a fat person, <laughs> I am proud to know that fat shaming has now been mo- removed from WWE discourse. All right, the next match was the one that I predicted would be had become so anticipated in the eyes and brains and minds of wrestling fans across the universe that there was no way it could possibly live up to all of people's expectations. And it was AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura mispronounced the gentleman's name. AJ Styles gets the win. And I have to hear, Aaron, was it everything you ever dreamed it would be? Or more accurately, that every smart would dream it would be? Or how oh. did the match stack, stack up? Oh, I'm not going to say it was a bad match. It was not a bad match. It just I think there was so much hype to it, it just did not live up to the hype. However... Um, I think Nakamura losing at the end ended up maybe ended up being a real good thing for the guy because he turned heel. And I got to tell you, I'm much more intrigued by heel Nakamura going up against uh, AJ than maybe AJ getting a rematch against champion Nakamura because I'm curious to see where, where they're going to go with this. It's at least interesting, you know. I'm glad AJ Styles won too. I just think he needs to be – he needed to have that moment to walk out with the championship at WrestleMania. He did uh, the world championship at WrestleMania. So I'm glad he got That's that. Nakamura's character. First of all, Nakamura's uh, entrance was was also badass. Alice Cooper's guitarist 
plays him out with a shitload of violinists. Hmm. Um, but the heel turn, I think this is good for Nakamura's character. Because as good as he is, he really hasn't had that breakout uh, match yet. You know what I mean? That's true, and I think part of it was they yeah. just stifled his behind for most of his early run. They didn't let him. They didn't really let him be a monster over babyface. They just yeah. kind of had him lingering there in purgatory, and then he got his chance against, you know, a struggling Jinder Mahal and lost every time, which made no sense to me whatsoever. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that was that was one I didn't understand either. But you know, if you're not gonna let him get over as a face, at least let him get over as a heel. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is uh, I think this is a positive for him. I, mean, I think eventually he will capture that title, but I think that it it certainly makes me more intrigued than him now. Heck yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm with you, and I could see him working matches against Daniel Bryan against. Lots of other people as a heel. SmackDown doesn't need everybody being a babyface. You do need heels. So, but I mean, the heel turn was great. It reminded you of when uh, Chris Jericho turned on Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 19. Yeah. Well, there you go. It was great. <laughs> well, good for Nakamura. Good hope for good things for him in the year to come. Uh, just two more matches to go, friends. If you're still awake, I'm kidding. Uh, Second to last match was the, I had no idea how this was going to turn out, and frankly, I need you to explain to me what happened. But uh, Braun Strowman and someone named Nicholas defeated Cesaro and Sheamus for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, and I don't know who Nicholas is, so go for it, Aaron. Uh, apparently, Nicholas is a referee's kid that was planted into the audience. And okay. Basically, what happens is Braun Strowman squashes, uh, he well, he doesn't squash it, but he beats uh he beats Cesaro and Sheamus by himself with Nicholas on the apron. <laughs> that happened. I hope it didn't take long. God, it didn't take too long, but uh, yeah. I certainly I, I, hope this doesn't mean want... that they're going to do stupid things with Braun Strowman from here on out and just let him languish as a giant clown for the rest of his career because that's stupid. Yeah, well, fortunately. Fortunately, Nicholas had to relinquish the title. I thought it was funny when Strowman said he's got a conflict of interest. He's in the fourth grade. Braun Strowman has a sense of humor, man. He's got a really good delivery. Yeah, I'm not angry at the kid, but I I could have done without that shit, man. If they're gonna I, pull I just, a, if you're gonna pluck a kid out the audience, why wouldn't you pluck? Uh, the kid who's the Hall of Famer now out of the audience with the he'd have got a yeah, that was a good question. There was a lot of a lot of people were asking that question. Really? A lot of that kid had a little career that JJ's got some charisma to him. He does. You know? But I, I don't know, man. It's not like they're gonna actually beat the guy up. I mean, come on. <laughs> no. He's and Nicholas did exactly what he was there. supposed to do, stay on the apron, don't do nothing, but I didn't need to see this, man. Uh they must I have don't been want completely out of ideas. Division. I don't want to see Braun Strowman in the tag team division. He shouldn't have been there to begin with. No, oh, I want to see Braun Strowman whipping people's asses as well, a singles guy. It should alone. Have been, it should have been Strowman versus Lesnar or Strowman versus 
Reigns and Lesnar for the damn championship, and they didn't being stubborn instead of make, doing what people wanted. They put Braun Strowman on second to last, and have him teaming with the fourth grader against two guys who he's beating up pretty routinely leading up to the show, and then they win. And now you telling me they've already relinquished titles, which is great. Oh no, 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 Nicholas, Nicholas did. Braun Strowman still like single. Yeah, Nicholas had to relinquish. Nicholas had to relinquish titles. So. I thought, well, I assume both had to. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. That's what I didn't get to see all of Raw, but that's what I I, I understood. Nicholas Nicholas had to relinquish the title. Well, let me double check him, here. Being in the fourth grade and all. Tag team championship. Let's see what the news of it. Tag team division looks like it's in great shape. It does. Fantastic. Oh, uh, oh, it says here. I just typed it up. It says. Strowman and Nicholas surrendered the tag team uh, titles. Good. It's almost like, why the fuck did we have this match in the first place? As they had to have something for Strowman to do. And I bet I, if when the story behind the scenes WrestleMania 34 podcast comes out somewhere down the line 15 years from now, I guarantee they had two or three big-name people lined up to be Strowman's mystery partner, and they never could find someone to pull the trigger with and it just finally boiled down to uh we got to do something we promised a mystery partner and then well how about what about a fourth grader yeah uh, i'm just not a fan of shit like that man. me either it's I not mean, it's just not for me you know I don't, hey look get me wrong i used to love jyd would pull kids out of the audience to dance with them that's one thing to dance with them but they never got them. in the match right you know yeah, they're not supposed to be working the match. <laughs> oh, my head. Again, you know, uh, go back to that story that I read where it says Vince McMahon considers Braun Strowman the perfect person for his wrestling company. Like his his prototype. A huge, mega strong guy who has some comedic timing. It's like he can do all that, whatever Vince wants him to do, he can do. And it's like, yeah, then why do you keep treating him like this? I don't understand. (laughs) So, but whatever. Maybe, I hope, by next WrestleMania, there's a mega over babyface Braun Strowman fighting somebody, wrestling somebody, for the world championship. That could probably be a pipe dream, but that's what I'd like to see. Be nice. Be better than the the fifth year with Roman Reigns. I you realize he invented four WrestleManias back to back to back. The only other guy I thought of, I had to go back and look. I think that Hogan is the only other guy to do that. Hogan didn't even go back to back to back to back four times. Let's see, eighty nine. He did one, two, and three. Then he was not in the main event of WrestleMania four. He was involved in it, but he wasn't in the match. But five, he was the main event. Six, Six he was seven. the main event. Seven, and I guess and then he went on last eight. at eight. You're right; he did four. Yeah, five, six, seven, eight, and then technically nine. Although he wasn't scheduled to be there at first. I don't count nine. Well, I don't yeah. count. But certainly eight. Well, let's. You mentioned it's time to talk about it anyway. To the shock, my shock anyway. Brock Lesnar retained the world title, and you know, go for Aaron. I don't have a clue. Makes me. I don't know. Go for it, buddy. The outcome of the match was great. The match itself was hot fucking garbage. <laughs> How so? Well, for one, I think 
I think Roman Reigns kicked out of approximately 563 F5. Jeez Louise. Something like that. I could be off by one or two. Um, I It almost seemed like they were going to give him like a Super Cena treatment. And then he busted him, <clears throat> bust him open. And, uh, you know, it's... When you have people chanting, this is awful in your main event at WrestleMania, it isn't good. It isn't good. Now, people popped when Lesnar won, but I don't think they were popping because they enjoyed the match. No, it's more they of like, just well, popping because Reigns didn't win. I got to ask, did both guys get booed at some point? What was the reaction for them? I think I think it well both guys getting booed. I think all of it was getting booed. Okay. Lesnar reigns in the match. Now God God love Brock Lesnar. He tried his ass off to try to get Roman Reigns over. You know his it, you know selling Roman kicking out of the F five and being bewildered and stuff. That's great. You know Lesnar may do it for the money, but. He don't just phone it in a lot of times, you know. He's gonna he's gonna do a he's gonna do a damn good job when he's in the spotlight. That's quite true. I mean he he really does like, and he sells for people. Like, Dude, he sold. I, I said this before. He sold Goldberg's spear like he got hit by a car. Yeah, exactly. So he, he now just being said, we're not out of the waters yet because they may be setting up a title change at in Saudi Arabia. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Probably because he, they they feel that Roman won't get booed in Saudi Arabia. Well, <laughs> you, gotta you never go. know. You literally got to go have to another match. hemisphere to get they have somewhere a we won't match get at this greatest Royal Rumble. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my! It wouldn't be funny if they go to Saudi Arabia and he's getting booed there as well. But that would be hilarious. I know we've heard of you, sir. We're going to boo you as well. Oh my goodness! Well, overall, Aaron, give me a give me your grade for WrestleMania. I'll I'll give you mine based on what you just told me. You know, go. It exceeded my expectations. I'm going to give it a solid, a solid B. Because the the matches that were good were really damn good. Oscar Charlotte was great. Um, Daniel Bryan, Shane versus Owens and Zayn. It wasn't great, but it was good. You know, Daniel Bryan comeback was really good. Rousey's uh, debut was probably the highlight of the damn year so far. Uh, the triple threat match was pretty good, but. The stuff that was bad, you know, the the tag match with Strowman and then the main event just uh, even though it was even though I enjoyed the outcome, the 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 road to get there was wretched. Well, I gotta say this, based on I mean the results themselves as I read them, and then in addition to your description of the matches for me, and thank you for all that. I'm kind of in the exact same boat, and I'll say this. I'd give it a B. I haven't seen the matches to judge the quality, but I definitely take your word for it. The reason for my B is it seems like they did. At least this one, 
didn't leave me and lots of other people with just a horrible taste in their mouths. Like I said, last year's WrestleMania was depressing to watch. And they had good matches, they had good moments. But like when it counted most, it was it was bad. And then the previous several WrestleManias have just been infuriating. So at least for the first time in several years, it it wasn't absolutely disappointing. It was they had some good stuff for that. I say, oh, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that happened. It had the feel to me, uh, not the feel, but I mean, it was kind of like, I liken it to the old WCW pay-per-views where the undercard was really good and the main event was shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all remember those. I like that. <laughs> well, before we... You should never have the main event of your biggest show where people go, this is awful. <laughs> um, You'd think they'd learn. You think four years of Roman Reigns being booed out of the building is, is going to, is will it finally convince Vincent Vince? Kennedy McMahon? God, I hope so. I hope with that loss that they realize, like, holy shit, we can't do this again. I hope. Well, let's For the love of God, on. you don't want to do it five years in a row. But didn't I read that there is going to be a cage match between Lesnar and Reigns at the next pay-per-view? Uh, at, at, at this greatest wrestling, this is that Saudi Arabia thing. Oh, okay. That's where it's going to go down at. I was, I, I was, I was mistaken. I believe that's going to be on the network. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see what kind of show this is going to be. I don't, even, I don't know if it's going to be an indoor show or an outdoor show. Or It strikes me as very Clash of the Champions-like. Well, but uh, so with a uh, with a battle royal, of course. <laughs> That's battle royals are a new thing, apparently. Yeah. Uh, well, tell me about uh, and I didn't get to watch any of this except a couple the one clip I saw of, of Ronda Rousey. How was the Raw after WrestleMania, and how was the SmackDown after WrestleMania? I didn't get to see much of it. I did see uh, cl- a couple of clips on YouTube. On SmackDown, Carmella did cash in on uh, Charlotte and become the new champion. Well, Apparently, she set the record for uh, the longest time with the, the damn briefcase, which I believe because it was a time where I forgot she had the fucking thing. Okay. Uh, I really don't expect her to have that belt long. She's not. She, to me, and maybe I'm wrong, has strikes me as... More in line with the old style, that the bad style of WWE women's wrestler from the Laurinaitis era. It's like she'd been had been a lot more at home during that time. She could be right. Work, she doesn't strike. She doesn't. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not saying that. H doesn't interest me very much. But B, no. <laughs> I've never seen her have a match where I went, "Wow, yeah, that that was." She's, she's like good that. looking, but that that's. I mean. You're know. right, though. Compared to, compared to, uh, compared to somebody like Charlotte or Oscar or anybody else, like in the ring, nah, or you know, nah. I mean, she I, can't. I, honestly, I mean, take away my whatever card. I don't even find her to be all that attractive. She's caked in makeup, and I'm sure she's. Many people do find her attractive. It's just a taste thing. I don't find her to be that attractive. So, yeah, you know. Different strokes, different folks. Yeah. But anyway. Well, Paige retires on Monday hmm. and then promptly gets promoted to GM of SmackDown on Tuesday. 
Well, good for her. I'm glad they. I'm glad they're letting her stick around and do something. That's nice. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of general manager she's going to make, though. I hope a non-interfering one would be awesome. Yeah. If, she's, if she if she becomes the British version of Jack Tunney, that would be great. Would be great, but you know that ain't gonna happen. No, no I'm not <laughs> stupid. Uh, did I read that Bobby Lashley had debuted? Yes, he did. Took out Elias. Interesting. Yep. You know, a lot of people wonder. Is you know, a few people wonder why are they doing this to Elias. I mean, Elias is good enough where he can he can get beaten up and and still get his heat back. I mean, he's good enough verbally to to always be able to get heat. Now, Lashley's debut. Uh, for as smart as the crowd is after WrestleMania, I wouldn't say Lashley got a bad ovation, but it wasn't a rousing ovation. <laughs> and that was with the very smart crowd. I'm kind of curious to see his reactions when they go to other places with not-so-smart people. Smart is in smart. Not smart as an intelligence. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh into the mic like that with a plosive laughter. The as, as me and you have experienced, some of those smart marks, you ain't as smart as they think they are. And that's probably, uh, that might be the, the, the slogan for our show. Those two <laughs> guys aren't as smart as they think they are. <laughs> but, uh, the uh, that scares me. If, if if he didn't get a huge mega pop from that crowd, uh, the one thing I will say for Smarks, they at least know who people are across the business. And that that could be a problem. Of course, you can build him up the right way and maybe get everyone else to cheer him. I hope. Uh, well, the thing is, such a lousy promo. Oh, do you know what I did see? Uh, like for, Bobby Lashley is one of the worst promo guys I think I've ever seen. He's not great at it. Maybe he's gotten better he's in the nine years he's been away. Not really. No, not really. <laughs> well, then give him a manager. <laughs> you know? That you could do if you want to give him a manager. That would be awesome if you believed in managers. Yeah. I, I, I yell, I scream that during his first run. Like if you give the guy a manager, he could, you know, he could have lasted a lot longer than he did. But no, no, no. I'll tell you what I did see uh, was a clip of several different people debuting. But the one I saw that stuck out the most was not because it was quality, but because I think they found a new version of Adam Rose. Was, was his name no, no Way Jose? Yeah, I didn't see his debut, but I heard it was pretty good. Uh, he, I think he may end up being a little bit better than Adam Rose, though. Well, what scares me is he comes out with a party crowd, and he instead of coming out it's he's uh, he's I looked the guy up. He's a lot bigger than Adam Rose, first of all, but he's still coming out with a song and a Congo line. I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, this is one of those things that can be great for a little while, then everybody's gonna turn on it. Yeah, I hope they I think ready he's got for more that. charisma than Rose. Well, I, uh, I don't know. Um, Samoa Joe coming back was great. I thought Samoa Joe did a, a really good promo against uh against Reigns, that was cool. It's always good to see Joe back. Poor Joe, just, he cut, he, he's always got to come back or debut after Mania. <laughs> you know? 
got to get this guy on a show at some point. Yeah. Well, uh, any other debuts that you can think of? No, I missed Jeff Hardy coming back. I didn't. I did not see that, unfortunately. That's that's the other thing I had read that he had joined forces with. Uh, was it Rollins and Balor to take on? And I mean, had other people debut. I think Ember Moon came in from uh, NXT. I think she's going to do great. Authors of Pain came in uh, from NXT. I'm kind of with all these people from NXT coming in. Do you think they're going to start releasing people? You know that. That, yeah. that WrestleMania hangover where they start just giving people their notice? Well, probably so, man. I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't know. I'm just saying, in that, in that Andre the Giant Battle Royal, there was a whole lot of guys I was like, I didn't even know you were still here. I, mean, I feel like the Ascension's had their, <laughs> their run. You know, I don't think Connor and Victor are going to be coming back to the top anytime soon. They never were at the top. You know, uh, they they never they they were never even at the floor they were beneath the floor well they could have been better they were quite over in NXT and then they got to WWE and they were just immediately lapping stocks that was one of the worst debuts i've ever seen oh bad it was bad that's what made oh. me question how how effective NXT really was at getting people over but uh, or getting them ready for the main roster the uh I gotta say this, by the way, uh, and I didn't know they debuted, but everyone kept telling me authors are paying this and that, and I looked them up, and I haven't seen them. I mean, I saw them work. I mean, they're the new Legion of Doom, basically, but better, you know, they're dressed for modern tastes. But uh, it made me laugh. I think their gimmick is like one third inside internet joke. Did you did you catch that? That their names are Occam and Razor. Their names are yeah, Occam and Razor. Well, it's not. I can't. They say it differently. It's Occam and Razor, but Occam's Razor is a like a philosophical thing that people on the internet like to talk about, where you put everything on balance and whatever the simplest solution is, usually the right one. Essentially, is what Occam's Razor. I mean, hang on, I gotta I gotta use the machine here. Occam's Razor. Here you we gotta go. This to me. I want it. Well, it, it's the it's a philosophical thought. That if there exists two explanations for an occurrence, the simpler one is usually the better explanation. But that I don't agree with all the time because sometimes people's simpler solution is not complex enough to understand it, you know. But anyway, that's what Occam's Razor says. But I'm pretty sure Occam spells his Occam different than the original Occam. So, but anyways, I wonder who came up with their names is what I'm saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did see they had Paul Ellering as a manager. They they did Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering looks like he has an A's a day. Good old Paul Ellering. Yep. Well, there you have it. Very underrated manager, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've always thought he was a very underrated manager. Eh, I could see that he, he did. Um, I think he's underrated because LOD. Slash the Road Warriors did fine without him, and also WWE just messed him over when they gave him a they gave him a damn marionette puppet to talk, to deal with. Yeah, that's true. That, that was, was pure bad. stupidity. That was stupid. That had to be a rib on somebody. But whatever. Uh, yeah. Any other debuts that you can think of? Any other big storylines coming out of the night afters? 
Not that I can think of. The only other thing we may need to mention is that, uh, uh, and I don't know the whole story, but uh, Del Rio or Alberto Albatron was fired from Impact Wrestling. I heard that. By the way, I uh, I didn't hear the story, but I heard that he no showed their event. I uh, was listening to a far superior podcast to ours, "Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus." Don Callis is uh, a big swinger in Impact Wrestling now as Cyrus, and he. Uh, he said he didn't get into the details, and he said he didn't wasn't appropriate to get into the details, and that's fine. I understand that. Uh, but he said that Alberto no-showed their event, and then they just parted company with him because they couldn't re- rely on him to show up and work. When, and I can see that. I, If I was a promoter, I'd have the same uh, standard. If you say you're going to be there, you need to be there. Well, once you're fired, where you get your ass fired in the wrestling business is the no-show. That's right. one of the biggest no-nos in pro wrestling. Yeah. Do you know, I, I don't follow the inside gospel, are he and Paige still an item, or have they broken it off? Nah, they're done. Maybe that's why she's getting welcomed back into the good graces of WWE. Uh, yeah, now, he wants to get welcomed back into the good graces of WWE. probably should stay, one, stay off social media. Yes. Number two, do a lot of apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, you need to start apologizing. Well, yep. he I don't know if he will or he won't. Uh he a lot of he probably needs to he probably needs to have a long conversation with old old Triple H. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I feel like he might have officially burned his bridge there. Not that no, he I think he burned it, built it back, and set it on fire again deliberately. Yeah. And now, just to be safe, he's going back and 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 knocked down some more rocks to make it impossible to rebuild the bridge a third time. But uh, not that he necessarily needs to work in America. He's got plenty of uh, booking dates available to him in other countries. But not necessarily a bad thing to have open doors, you know, at other locations. Yeah. I don't know what came over that yeah. guy. He was—he he always struck me, at least early on in his career, I thought he was like a class act kind of fellow, but now he's making me wonder if he doesn't have some emotional or the dreaded demon issue. I don't know. But, well, that, I think he does. That. He may have some psychological problem, but yeah. or some that's other for somebody delved into. Yeah, I mean, we're not professionals. It's just his actions are not that of a well-adjusted person. Yeah, maybe I'm no. wrong. You know, maybe I'm totally wrong, but just just observationally. Well, Aaron, it's been fun. It's been about an hour and twenty minutes worth of fun. An well, hour and ten minutes worth of fun, but we'll round up close enough for government work. And uh, it's been several weeks of WrestleMania talk. So I guess what do you say next week we get back in our old school format and bring the fans a more well-rounded wrestling podcast? But no, I'm joking. This has been a fun two weeks, but. Tune back in in seven days, fans and friends and family, and we will get back into professional wrestling and pop culture and all fun things. For now, this is Will Tubbs and Aaron Corville signing off for the Exiting the Marks podcast.